Hi, and welcome to Stressed, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. Being ambitious and successful while living a happy life is possible. Learn how you can better cope with stress in day-to-day -day situations by applying tools and techniques that work for you. My name is Julia Arndt, and I'm extremely grateful that you decided to check out my podcast today. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to Stress, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. My name is Julia Arndt, and I'm the host of this podcast, and I'm super excited as always that you are here today and that you decided to spend a little bit of time with me to hear a little bit more about my three learnings that I took away from the Healthiest Employers Awards, an event that I recently attended in San Francisco and that was put together by the Sequoia Consulting Group. But before we're jumping into my three key learnings, I wanted to make sure to make a really quick announcement. For those of you that have listened to my podcast for a while now, you know that I have an eight-week online coaching program called From Stressed to Empowered. I love the program so much and I'm a true believer that if you really want to bring change into your life and if you want to empower yourself, it is really, really important that you are looking at your triggers and that you are creating new habits. So the program is all about understanding your stressors, understanding what is happening in your brain and what is happening both from a physiological and neuroscientific perspective in order to manage your stressors and move from stress to empowered. And I just wanted to make sure to let you know that the From Stress to Empowered online coaching program has closed its doors for the rest of this year. So you are not able to sign up for the online coaching program at the moment, but you will be able to sign up for a life coaching program for eight weeks in January. So if you are interested to learn more about how you can sign up for the program and what it all entails, you can head over to my website, www.bluemountainmindfulness.com forward slash courses, and you can leave your email address there. It's absolutely non-binding. There's no obligation to actually do the course, but if you are interested to receive more information about the program and to potentially do the program together with me live in January and February, go ahead over there and let me know. I would love to hear from you, of course, and I'm really excited to host the life coaching program in January and February. And obviously there will be limited spots available. Um, so yeah, so make sure that you sign up for the email list. And that's all I wanted to share with you. So let's jump into my three key learnings from the event. So first of all, you might be wondering who the Sequoia Consulting Group is. And Sequoia is a leader in the well-being space and they are putting together well-being programs for employers in the Bay Area and I think as well beyond. But yeah, they are responsible um, for really well-being packages. So they have a lot of really powerful insights into what employees and what employers are interested in when we are talking about the well-being space. And the first really cool thing when I arrived at the event was that we got a trend report about all of the different trends that are happening in the well-being space at the moment. And the very first one and the one that I would like to share with you was that the key area of focus for employees and for employers are still 
physical and mental well-being programs with 93%. So it's really, really important and just shows the importance that we are, that all of the employees are really, really interested in investing in their physical as well as their mental well-being, which I think in itself is already really powerful because I don't think that mental well-being has kind of been on the radar for many, many years and it's coming more and more into the world. And I think that's really powerful and it's great to see that people are starting to realize that they don't only have to invest in their physical well-being, but also in their mental well-being. And the first key concern as well, in combination with that data point, was that burnout is still the number one key concern when it comes to mental well-being, followed by depression and anxiety. And I thought that was really interesting because if you have listened to my podcast on burnout, you know that burnout and depression is more or less the same thing. So I think there's still a lot to do in the in this space in order to inform and educate people about what burnout and what depression really is and where it comes from but that was really my first key learning so physical and mental well-being extremely important both for employees and for employers key learning number two and something that i was already aware of but that i was really excited to see that they were talking about this was that they were talking about the power of leaders and executives stepping up as role models in order to show the importance of well-being programs in their company. And one of the comparisons they made was that leaders are just like parents. They are role models. And it is extremely important for employees that leaders are stepping up and they are showing their own vulnerability, they are sharing their own personal stories and struggles and challenges to kind of be inspired and follow lead. And I thought that was really powerful to just see kind of these data points and to show the power behind this. It's really important that leaders are stepping up because leaders are just like parents. I love that because when we are looking at parents, we are really role models and you might be identifying with this at the moment as well. Because if you are a parent, you are a role model to your children. Everything you do is modeled probably by your children. So if you want to learn your children of how to take care of themselves and show the importance of well-being, you do it yourself, right? You are a role model to your children because they won't learn any other way. And I thought it was really cool, this comparison. And I love that they brought it up in the keynote. Leaders are just like parents. They are role models. And it is really important that they are showing us that well-being programs are extremely important. It is important that they're showing us that they are struggling with different things themselves as well. And so that was my number two key learning that really leaders need to step up. They need to show vulnerability and they need to inspire others to follow lead. And my third key takeaway was that there are different key ingredients to, uh, to success if you really want to bring in powerful well-being programs into your company. Key ingredient number one was listening. 
And I think that's so important and such a good reminder that we really need to listen to what employees need. We need to listen of what they're struggling with and what we can do in order to help them. So listening is number one key ingredient. Then they were talking about setting new norms and standards. And they were using the example that too many people are still working from home when they're being sick. And as you know, if you have listened to this podcast or if you are aware of stress management, then you know that if we are in a weakened state, if we already have so much stress and it had an effect on our physical and mental well-being, it is super counterproductive to continue working when we are being at home. Because we are already sick, our body is already giving us a really strong signal that we need to take care of ourselves. And I know from myself and I know from other people that there are still too many people that are working from home when they're being sick. And I love that they made this example and they made this reference because it is so true. Too many people are working from home when they're being sick and we need to set new standards in companies that that shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't be okay. And then key ingredient number three was empowerment. And I love that example as well. So what they were talking about here was that it is really important to empower the employee and give them choices of what they need. So for example, they were talking about putting a fund together and the employee can choose themselves of where they would like to invest their money and time. And I think that's really important, right? Because some of us might have more physical challenges and other people might have more mental challenges. And it is really important that we're giving the employee the choice and that we empower them by talking both about the importance of physical but also mental well-being and then letting them choose what they would like to invest their funds in. So those were the three key ingredients listening, setting new standards, and empowerment. There were so many other things that I took away from this event and I was so grateful that I had the possibility to join this event. And one of the questions that I heard really loud and clear from a participant in the audience when they were giving the keynote was, how can we bring stress management and mindfulness and the importance of these two into the company without the spiritual component, without talking about yoga, without talking about meditation, and without talking about breath work, because a lot of people still think that this is the only way of how to practice stress management or how to practice mindfulness. And I think that's absolutely not true. If you have listened to my podcast for a while, you know that I'm really, really the firm believer that you can take care of yourself, that you can be mindful, that you can practice stress management, that it is a skill that you can learn and that it doesn't have to have the spiritual component. For me, yoga, meditation and breathing are just three stress management tools of how you can relieve stress in, a short, in the short term and how you can obviously work on it and become more aware of it. But it doesn't have to be that way. I think it is really, really important that we let everybody decide of if they identify with the spiritual component or if they don't. And if they don't identify with the spiritual component, then there's also other ways of how to be mindful and how to manage stress. So that is so, so important for me. And for me, the answer is really setting goals, creating awareness, 
setting the right mindset and being really, really courageous to do self-exploration and really personal development in order to understand why you're being stressed. It has doesn't have to have something to do with spirituality. So, so yeah, so that was super interesting for me, as you can imagine. And I had a lot of, um, yeah, I, I was super excited and inspired to hear that a lot of people still think that there's only one way and that the way is kind of spirituality. Um, so I really want to bring that non-spiritual approach into the world. I think it's really important that people understand that if you don't identify with meditation and yoga, that there's other ways. So yeah, so these were my three takeaways from the Sequoia Healthiest Employer Events Award in 2019 in San Francisco. And I hope that you took a couple of powerful tools or powerful insights away from today's podcast episode. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. I would love if you would leave me a review on iTunes and let me know of what you are learning listening to my podcast. What have you been taking away? What has changed in your life over the last couple of months since you started diving more into the stress management topic? It's always, I want to help as many people as possible. And it is really important for me that you are spreading the word. And it is really important for me that you let people know that there's a non-spiritual way of managing stress. So thank you so much for listening today. With gratitude, Julia. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be extremely happy and grateful if you could leave me a comment and a five-star rating. If you know someone who would benefit from the information I talked about today, please feel free to share it with them, no matter if it is your friends, your colleagues and or your family members. You will always find all links and a summary of the podcast in the show notes. It would be great if we could connect on Instagram or via email. You can find all details of how to find me in the show notes as well. In that way, you can also send me any questions that you might have. And as I mentioned, I also have a wonderful YouTube channel now where you can post comments and questions. So please reach out. I'm glad you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for your trust. With gratitude, Julia.